You're listening to Live 360 with Tony Sutherland, and this is episode number four. All right, guys, let's jump right in. Today's episode is entitled Head Drama. Now, I got the title for this from a previous episode when we were talking about emotional intelligence, and we were dealing with more of the surface things that we all deal with that are common to most people, um, emotional intelligence in marriage, relationships, leadership, in the workplace, and in everyday life. Um, we were talking about how to uh, stop internalizing our feelings stop believing everything we think and learn how to lead ourselves into positive emotions. And these were kind of in the surface level, dealing with surface level insecurities and, you know, trying to get some context, especially, you know, when we're worried about what other people might think about us and just kind of going down mental roads we shouldn't. Today, we're going to go a lot deeper and I'm going to share some personal stories with you in regards to this of how I've had to learn how to overcome real fear, real anxiety, real panic. Um, I am a minister of the gospel and I help people all over the world learn how to get a hold of their emotions and deal with fear and anxiety. And I know what I'm talking about because I've been down those roads. I've spent many years struggling with anxiety. I'm finally free after many years. Um, and I've come out the other side. I've been on the dark side and now I'm in the light and I'm so thankful for the word of God. I'm so thankful for friends and Christian counselors and people in my life that have helped me pull through and come out to be what I consider to be a very healthy, very mentally stable person. And, uh, but I have a history and I have a family history that, uh, has contributed to this. And I'm going to share this with you today. I'm going to get really, really real. You know, there's an epidemic in our country. I don't know if you've noticed lately, but I've never seen more people being prescribed antidepressants, anxiety meds, attention deficit meds. It is an all out epidemic and people are really struggling out there with fear and worry at a very deep level over every little thing you could possibly imagine. And a lot of times manufactured crisis. And when I say crisis, I'm talking about manufactured real crisis in people's minds. People are losing their minds. People are in a state of panic, a state of duress. Depression is at an all-time high. And that's the reason why we're doing this podcast is to bring some hope and encouragement to those of you out there who are listening right now and saying, man, if I could just get a grasp on, on my mental wellness. And I believe the word of God and the blood of Jesus Christ and the gospel of the new covenant is what will help us overcome. Now, if you're taking medicine, if you're on antidepressants, if you're prescribed by a doctor to take these things and you're seeing a therapist or a counselor, I'm going to encourage you to keep doing that. Um, if you're taking drugs and you're taking things illegally and you're doing this to self-medicate, you need to get some help because there is a more sufficient and efficient way to deal with mental illness. You don't have to abuse drugs. You don't have to abuse alcohol, but there's real help out there. And from my side of things as a minister of the gospel, I want to share 
some powerful things in God's word that have helped me over the years. I know what I'm talking about. I struggled with anxiety, depression, panic attacks for a significant amount of time. About 10 to 12 years ago, I went through a season of my life where I thought I was losing my mind. But through the word of God, being hooked up and accountable to the right kind of people, I was able to come out of the darkness into the light. I'm free of anxiety and fear. And I've got some tools in today's episode that I really believe are going to help you grab a hold of this thing in some regard. Now, I'm not the end-all be-all. This podcast is not going to solve all your problems. It's not going to heal you of all your anxiety and depression and fear and worry, but it's certainly going to give you some context and it's going to help you grab a hold of this thing to where you can get some freedom in your life. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And we have the right, as I said in previous episodes, we have the right to live better. We do not have to be ruled by our emotions And we do not have to be controlled by fear. We are slaves to righteousness. We're not slaves to fear anymore. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. You are no longer a slave to fear. You are a child of God. All right, so let's start with our key verse. Proverbs 10 and 6 out of the New American Standard Bible says, Blessings are on the head of the righteous. Let me say that again, and I'm emphasizing a word in here. Blessings are on the head of the righteous. Let me share with you a a brief personal story in my family. So most of you may not know this, but I am adopted. I was adopted in the ninth grade by a wonderful family. My aunt and uncle came across the United States from Texas all the way up to Wyoming. I was living in a runaway home at the time. They came across the United States, took me into their home, took my brother and I both into their home. Uh, And through a process of about two years, the adoption was final and we became uh, uh, the sons of uh, Frank and Glenda Schroyer, who live in Cleveland, Tennessee, been my parents. Uh, They took care of us a lot during our early childhood, but they finally adopted us and it was final when I was in the ninth grade, about 14 years old. So let me depart from that and let me go back to talk a little bit about my biological father. So when my, my biological father was a young man, he was probably in his early 20s, he served a brief term in the Navy out in Los Angeles. And uh, at some point during his assignment, he took a, a really bad fall from the deck of the catwalk of the USS Hancock. And he became highly addicted to the pain meds that he was prescribed. It was a terrible fall. It was horrible. Um, And at the time, he had also uh, gone through some other emotional trauma in his life that basically uh, made it to where he had to be in this hospital ward for an extended amount of time to detox from the pain meds that he was on Um, and at one point he even went AWOL from the Navy, um, because he had gotten married and the marriage ended in a total disaster, broke his heart. And so he was really in the fight of his mental life at that time. Um, and during this time, Uh, my biological mother was also assigned to the same hospital. And I don't know if they were in the same ward together, but they were assigned 
to the same hospital and she was there for much more uh, deeper psychiatric care. She was a child of the 60s, very much a hippie child, um, and she was on drugs and LSD and had struggles with sexually transmitted disease. And basically she had lost her mind. She had some real emotional problems. Later, later on, she was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, but she was in the same hospital as my father at the time. And while they were both in this hospital over a certain period, they met each other and developed a relationship of sorts. And of course, this was not a healthy relationship. In fact, my grandfather, who was living in Wyoming at the time, uh, my dad's dad, um, he drove out to California just to see him and, you know, spend some time with him. And while he was out there, my dad introduced him to this woman and my, my grandfather, you know, he's not a man of many words. Uh, he was a very quiet guy. He was a plumber by trade and he was just a man's man, very simple. But at the time he was alarmed when he met this woman and he tried to warn my father that she was not well. She was mentally unstable, and he said, you cannot be with this woman. But of course, my dad was rebellious, and he wouldn't listen. And soon after uh, my father was released from the hospital there, he received an, uh, a medical discharge from the Navy. Um, and he and my mother drove out to Reno, my biological mother drove out to Reno, and they got married. And then soon afterward, they moved back to Wyoming. They lived in town where my grandparents lived and there I was conceived. Now, I, I share that because I try to tell people, you know, I come from uh, truly uh, serious circumstances. I, I, I have a history of, of, of mental and emotional struggle in my family. My mother and my father, biological mother and my biological father both struggled with some mental problems. And so it's only by the grace of God that I'm here today because if it wasn't for the word of God, if it wasn't for the grace of God, if it wasn't for Jesus, I'd probably be in the same boat that they were in, in their early life. Now I'm going to fast forward a little bit to recent days. Um, now I will tell you that my upbringing was very traumatic. I was, um, the son of two very mentally unstable parents who had emotional struggles that they had not yet overcome, which is, is the story of many of us, but theirs was deep. And I grew up in some abusive environments, abusive situations. I was, uh, I moved around a lot as a child. Um, from the time I was in kindergarten to my senior year in high school, I had been to 14 different schools. Um, I lived in foster homes, adoption homes. Um, I lived with strangers. I lived with my grandparents. I lived with my aunt and uncle who adopted me uh, periodically through my early years before they adopted me. And so uh, I had a very, very uh, flux environment. Uh, very unstable environment and abusive sometimes. And so I have a lot of history that could lend itself and explain some of my behaviors over the years um, in dealing with mental and emotional anxiety and fear. I was in fear for my life a lot of times as a child. 
Um, and I really went through some very difficult times. So fast forwarding to now, and again, I'm going to go back to our original scripture. Blessings are on the head of the righteous. This all really plays into what I'm going to be talking about. And we are going to get into the word of God as we dive into this, but I want to set this all up. It's all very important that you know, and I'm getting very personal and real with you because I want to let you know, I'm not some super spiritual guy just because I'm a minister of the gospel and just because I have um, influence in people's lives um, and I stand on a platform that you know might appear to that I've got it all together. Well, there was a time in my life where I didn't have it together and I've grown a lot over the years and I've come through some things. You know, I say overcomers have learned to come over some things. That's my story. And so with all of my history and my upbringing and and living with parents uh, in this way, thank God for my adopted parents that gave me a, a door of escape from all of it. But, you know, being adopted later into my teens, I still have a very fresh memory of things that happened to me as a child and the type of people that I called my mother and my father. And so later on in life, I would say probably in my uh, late 30s, early 40s, I began to experience anxiety, fear, condemnation, panic attacks. It seemed to come out of nowhere, but today I can tell you I know where it came from. It came from the enemy, and I will explain to you why that happened. But before I do that, there was a time when I was out in Indiana ministering in a very large church. There was about 3,000 people present. I was preaching the gospel and leading some worship and we were having an awesome service. People were being touched by God. Um, and you could tell that the presence of God was, was there in a very tangible way. So after the service, I went back to my hotel room. And as I hit my head on the pillow, this overwhelming sense of fear and anxiety and panic came over me. And I could not explain it at the time. I didn't know where it was coming from. It felt like it was coming out of the middle of nowhere. And I, uh, you know, I've written several books and one of my, I will consider my favorite book of all time was my first book called Grace Works. I tell some of this story in this book. And by the way, you can get my books at TonySutherland.com and go to the store page. And, and this will be a powerful book to help you uh, learn how to overcome fear and anxiety um, just by the revelation of God's grace. But as I was laying my head on the pillow that night, um, that's when my struggle for about a year began with fear, anxiety, depression, overwhelming panic at times. And I, this began the journey of me learning how to overcome and get through mental and emotional trauma, real head drama. Um, and again, last episode, I think I said that most of our problems are between the right and left earlobes everything, the battlefield is the mind. And my mind was certainly a battlefield in this season of my life. Hey guys, we're going to take a halfway break um, with head drama. Give your head a break. <laughs> we know it's kind of been engaged for a while and um, want to just remind you to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review. I'm just going to ask you for five stars. You know why? Because it helps bring more awareness to this platform, helps us get more content out to more people so we can help them discover how to have peace and joy in every area of their life. 
And uh, we also want to remind you to share this with one or two people in your life that need to hear what you're hearing today. We're so thankful that we're able to share this content with you. So let's jump back into it. We're about halfway through and uh, hold on to your seats because it's going to be some great stuff coming down the pike. And so let's jump back into it. So about 10 years ago, right about when this anxiety and fear and condemnation and overwhelming dread and panic began to enter into my life, um, I was heavily involved in travel, ministering in different states and different churches. And I remember uh, one particular time I was flying in a plane and I was reading the Bible, reading Romans 4, 5, and 6, somewhere around in there. And I felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, Tony, do you think it's up to you? It was just in a quiet moment, I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me. And immediately I knew what he was saying. What he was saying was, Tony, do you think it's up to you to make it to heaven? Do you think it's up to you to maintain a lifestyle that pleases me? Do you think that it's up to you that getting to heaven and being this righteous minister and this perfect guy, do you think it's all up to you? And I immediately told the Lord, I I responded because I knew he would, what he was saying. I said, yes, I do, Lord. I really feel like it's up to me. And right around that time, that scripture came to me. Blessings are on the head of the righteous. And I started questioning what that meant. Because according to the old covenant, that verse meant, if you live righteously, if you do right, if you behave well, if you... Mind your P's and Q's and obey the law and, and be a good Christian guy, then you will have blessings on your head. In other words, I saw blessings and favor as a, re a reward to doing right. And I began to, something changed within me. Something began to open up and I began to see scriptures in a different way. I began to plunge into what I'm preaching and teaching today on the gospel of the grace of Jesus Christ. What I believe the Holy Spirit was trying to do was break into my world and help me begin to understand what the grace of God is all about. Now, all of this was happening around the same time. I can't remember if the gospel of grace began to fill my life and then I went through this period of anxiety, but I think it was right on the verge of the Holy Spirit beginning to open up the scriptures to me and show me what His grace was all about. That's about the same time that I really started struggling with fear and anxiety. And I have a revelation and I understand right now more clearly why that happened. And I'll get to that in a minute. But I begin to see this verse, Proverbs 10 and 6, I begin to see it in a different light. I begin to see it in a light of blessings are on the head of the righteous, the new covenant standard of righteousness, righteousness, whereby the blood of Jesus, I've been called righteous and made righteous apart from my behavior, apart from my duty, apart from my good works, apart from my effort. That's the righteousness of God in Christ. We are made righteous by the, by the blood of Jesus Christ and by his finished work. And through these podcasts, I'm going to be sharing more about that because these podcasts are grace-based. And to get a revelation of the grace gives you mental and emotional grounding. It helps you to overcome fear, overcome anxiety. This was the way that I was going to come out of fear and anxiety and dread through the gospel of Jesus Christ. So this revelation 
changed the way I began to see verses in the Bible. Um, it reminds me of the story in 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 9, where Paul was saying, because of these surpassingly great revelations, see, Paul, Paul was getting a revelation of grace, and it was powerful. And, and it was wrecking his whole life. Remember the Damascus Road experience when he fell off of his horse. He was zealous for the law. And then God blinded him, put him at Ananias' house for three days and totally, completely transformed his life and began to give him these new revelations of uh, the finished work of Jesus Christ. Romans and Corinthians and Hebrews, when you read through it, Paul tells the story that we are saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast in Ephesians chapter 2. And he was saying, because of these revelations that God was giving me, therefore, in order to keep me from becoming exalted above measure, to being lifted up to a whole new way of living and a whole new perspective, it says that he was given a thorn in his flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment him. Now, let's put that on the timeline where I'm at, dealing with emotional anxiety and fear and panic and worry, and dread, and self-doubt, and, and literal mental anguish. This lasted in my life for about six months to a year. I couldn't even go places without it feeling like someone was harassing me everywhere I went. I would be in hotels, and, and, and airports, and brushing my teeth, and just simple day-to-day -day activities that I couldn't even seem to function anymore. I remember there was a period of my life during this season where Sherry thought she was losing me because I thought I was losing my mind. And even on a deeper level, I thought that I was inheriting my mother's mental illness, her paranoid schizophrenia, her emotional trauma. I felt like that at this season, I was starting to, my mind was starting to actually manifest symptoms of, an, of a, a mentally inherited mental disease. And I remember just dealing with this on such a level that I just panicked most of the time. Condemnation, always being reminded of my failures and past sins. And, and it just got to be to the point where I just couldn't hardly take it anymore. But at this time, that's when the gospel of grace was being manifested to me. So I kind of felt like Paul felt when he was receiving these great revelations, this thorn was put in his flesh. And I'll tell you right now, whenever God is about to do something great in your life, you can expect the enemy to come along and put a thorn in your flesh of some way. This was not from God. This was from Satan. And, and it says, but Paul says, I pleaded with God, please take it away from me. But but this is the response. My grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. What God was saying to Paul is not only is it sufficient to get you through, it's sufficient to get you out. I hear a lot of people say, you know, I believe God's grace will cover me in this issue. I believe God's grace will cover me. Well, not only will it cover you, it will cure you, my friend, because his grace is sufficient. If it's only sufficient to cover you, then it's not truly sufficient. It covers us and cures us. I'm telling you right now, the grace of God that Satan tried to keep me away from sharing with you in these podcasts and in pulpits and in churches all around the world, this very grace that Satan tried to put a thorn in my flesh to keep me away from, not only it didn't keep me away from it, it actually drove me deeper into it. See, Satan, he always foils at what he tries to do. And so I'm sharing this with you today because I want you to understand that it is by the grace of God that will help you overcome fear, anxiety, worry, and dread, and 
His power will be made perfect in your weakness. Let me tell you something. Your weakness is a, is a place that is perfect for God to work through. I'm telling you right now, this grace that I've known, you know, Paul said, because of these revelations of grace, he says, um, in order to keep me from being exalted above measure, some scriptures say conceited, and we think that's arrogant. What we read that verse is we say, well, God sent this messenger, God sent this messenger of Satan to torment Paul so that he wouldn't be conceited. That is not what the scripture is saying. It said that a messenger of Satan was sent from Satan himself to keep Paul from becoming, the Greek word is hooper iromai, which means to be exalted above a place far and beyond, superior to exceedingly and abundantly and above beyond any place he had ever been before in his life. Highly, highly, more and more, up in the realm where God is. And see, Satan doesn't want us to be there. Satan doesn't want us to get to that place where we're free in our minds and have a deep revelation of grace and are able to articulate it and share it with others and bring people into the true revelation of of what Jesus has accomplished in their life. Satan will do anything he can to stop you. And some of you right now are going through what you're going through right now because God has a powerful purpose just right. You're on the threshold of something powerful, a breakthrough, a revelation, an open door, an opportunity. And so I want to help. I want this podcast to bring light to that. I don't want this podcast to bring light to your anxiety. I want it to bring light to the to possibilities that God has planned for you and that you are standing right on the threshold of. I'm going to tell you right now, you do not have to live in fear. You can live free from it. We can live better and we have a right to live better. Now we're just setting all this up with this, you know, some of my history and some of, you know, some scriptural uh, correlation between Paul's experience and what he dealt with so that we can really dive into dealing with this whole revelation that will help us get free from anxiety and fear. Um, you know, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5 says, for the weapons of our warfare are not natural. You know, we're not, we're not getting self-psychological help here. We're, we're, we're talking about deep spiritual revelation and help. Because it says it's mighty through God to the pulling down of those mental strongholds. Watch this, casting down imaginations. That's where it's all out. It's in our imagination. And it says that it's casting down and bringing down those strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Watch this. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. See, it's the obedience of Christ, what Christ did, that he obeyed God to the point of death, the Bible tells us. He obeyed God's assignment to give his life as a ransom and a sacrifice for many, to give his, give everything he had so that we could be free in our minds, free in our imaginations, free in our thoughts. It's because of the obedience of Jesus. It's not what we've done. It's what Christ has already done for us that will set us free from anxiety, fear, dread, worry, condemnation, and everything else that comes to us from the enemy. This is how we overcome it. You know, imaginations are arguments, speculations, and pretenses. 
And the enemy was literally arguing in my mind constantly, nonstop. Isn't that what anxiety and fear really is? It's the enemy having an argument in our mind lying to us, telling us what we're not when we are the children of God, telling us what our future is, that, that it's hopeless when we have hope in Christ. When, he, when, when we're struggling with our forgiveness, am I really truly forgiven? Am I really truly free from my past? Satan will tell you you're not, but God will tell you you are. And those imaginations, and, I, and some scriptures call them vain imaginations. You know, vain imaginations means useless imaginations or imaginations that are a waste of time or no value. And anytime you're dealing with fear and anxiety, it's a vain imaginations. It's useless. You know, worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. That's what a vain imagination is. That's what fear is. It doesn't add anything to your life. It gives you no benefit at all whatsoever. And so through the grace of God, I was able to learn how to ascertain who I really am and what Christ has really done and that the fight was over, that I didn't need to prove anything to people, that I didn't need to be this perfect person in order to gain favor from God because the favor and the grace of God come to us undeserved. Ephesians chapter 2, 7 through 9, we are saved by faith through grace, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's undeserved. It's unearned. It's unmerited. The love and the favor of God is done simply through believing in the name of Jesus and receiving his salvation and what he's done. It is a free gift. The Bible tells us for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And some of you have never received that gift because you're still trying to earn it, just like I was so many years, trying to do the right thing and be the right thing. And I'm not saying it's wrong to do right, but it's wrong to do right if you're trying to earn favor and love and acceptance from God. And so this was the beginning. I have to go to the very root of why I struggled with fear and anxiety because somehow in my life I really hadn't truly accepted the fact that I was loved and accepted completely apart from my works or ability to please God. And that's what this is all about. This mind battle that I was going through, condemnation, fear, anxiety, dread, doubt, confusion, depression, deep insecurity, bitterness, and anger. I have learned, folks, I'm telling you, I have the secret And it is through this revelation of grace. What Satan tried to do to take me away from this revelation by putting this thorn in my brain, by trying to tell me that it was because of my mother's emotional instability. My mother, by the way, um, was emotionally disabled by the state. She had to be on welfare her entire life because of her paranoid schizophrenia. And Satan was trying to lie to me and tell me that I was about to receive the inheritance and the effects of that through my bloodline. I'm telling you, I have a new bloodline today, folks. And it is the blood of Jesus that canceled out my debt and has erased every trace of generational curses in my life. And I'm telling you, you can live that same way. And we're going to be talking about grace a lot. We're going to be talking about the revelation of his love and his acceptance over your life. And it is going to help deal a death blow to the fear and anxiety that you are experiencing today. Hey guys, that's all the time we have left for today. We hope this has just given you some perspective on what the enemy is trying to do. You know, anytime the enemy comes, 
It's because he's trying to stop God from elevating you, stop God from bringing you into a new revelation or a new experience and encounter with his love, his grace, his favor in your life. But don't let it. Let's wrap our minds around the grace of God. Let's get over onto the side of grace and let it change our lives and move us in a new direction. Hey, thanks so much for joining me today. I want to give you three thoughts. Subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with a few people in your life. And until next time, we'll see you.